Welcome, everyone, to the Inflow Experience Podcast. Uh, my name is Austin Culp. I'm your host, and we're starting a new series on Monday mornings called Monday Morning Quarterback. We've all heard the term before. If you haven't, uh, it effectively means you know everyone wants to perform as perfectly as they can during game time, right? Sunday or Saturday, if you're a college football fan, you want to go out there and just execute uh, flawlessly. That doesn't always happen, right? In fact, it rarely does. And so the term Monday morning quarterback comes from reviewing film on Monday and thinking about all the things you could have done. And so on this podcast series, what we're going to uh, talk to is bring on different guests and have them tell a story about a brand or an experience they've had as an end customer that was really frustrating and then break down how we could look at potentially changing that and ultimately providing a better, better customer experience. Today, we are joined by none other than our good friend Kyle Steele over at SEO and LinkedIn Experts. Uh, he's a great, great friend of Inflow. And uh, Kyle, understand that you maybe have had a recent or maybe recurring even uh, frustrating uh, experience. Can you share with the audience you know, kind of what you're going through? Absolutely. Absolutely. So every single month, my doctor calls in my prescription a little bit early just a little bit ahead of time before the pharmacy is ready to refill that prescription. This is a national pharmacy. This isn't a mom and pop shop. This is a nationally worldwide, world renowned pharmacy that I had this issue with. Just proving that everybody can get better, right? So each month, my doctor calls in the prescription a little bit early. I have to call the pharmacy and ask them if they have my prescription. It starts with the, the interactive voice response where I call in, it doesn't recognize my phone number, I have to type in my phone number. I tell them I want to fill a prescription. After about three or four times where it doesn't understand and it says I don't see a prescription, I'm screaming at the phone, live agent, live agent, live agent, which I'm sure are the most common words with any IVR. So after getting a live agent, they say, we don't see any prescription, acting like I've never done business with them before, even though I've done business with them for 30 plus years. I say, you have the prescription. It was just called in a little bit early. It goes off into some nether world that you can't see. Oh yeah, I see it here. Let me transfer you to the, the local pharmacy. I get transferred to the local pharmacy and I have to start all the way over at square one and explain the problem right back again. And then they say, oh yeah, now I see it. It'll be ready in an hour. And I've asked them, is there anything that can be done so that all I have to do is just drive or have the prescription delivered to my house, which are both options under today's world. But I can't because it's like Groundhog's Day. It happens every month. I just sit there and shake my head and hope there's something I can do. So Austin, I'm hoping number one, you can cure the Bears quarterback woes and my pharmacy woes as well. Double edge or two birds, one stone here today. Sure, sure. Well, Kyle, I know you're a fellow Bears fan, and uh, well, I can't personally, you know, solve the Bears quarterback woes. I feel good this year. I feel like this is finally the year, um, even though I've been saying that for a very long time. We'll see. Fingers crossed on that. In terms of your, in terms of your experience with the with your pharmacy. You know, the thing that really sticks out to me is is why in the first place even do you have to make a phone call, right? You know, we live in a world today where there's it's so easy 
to automate interactions like that, like checking an order status should be um, really, really easy. We have customers you know, who do this all the time where instead of having to say live agent, live agent and talk to somebody, I mean, frankly, they're able to just chat with you via text, right? A bot is chatting with you via text, giving you a link to go check your order status, letting you know when you could pick it up or even maybe when you have it delivered. So from my standpoint, I mean, I think this is a really, really low-hanging fruit use case for automation. And you know, there's a few benefits to that, right? Obviously, you're happy, even though you've been with them for 30 years, experiencing this for 30 years, you say, and you're still there. So, hey, <laughs> I don't know. But no, in all seriousness, they have a lot happier customers. But uh, outside of that, from the business standpoint, that's expensive, right? You calling in, um, finally getting to a live person talking with them, they're checking systems, doing all this stuff on the back end, and then finally seeing it, transferring you to another you know, person at a store who could be, I imagine, helping customers, filling prescriptions, you know, doing a lot of the things that you know, they already have to do. And instead, they're using their time to talk with you and verify or tell you information that you already heard beforehand. So I think it's a really, really easy use case to just automate this interaction um, and make it to where you get a text when your order's ready, or at least letting you know, hey, this is when your order's gonna be ready, come pick it up. That's that's from my vantage point. And I you know, I've also got Mike Doloff here, he's our chief revenue officer. Would really love to see if he's got any other insights or thoughts around this type of interaction. Yeah, thanks. <clears throat> and um I could tell Austin, you're such a good Monday morning quarterback because you've got to do it for so many years. Um, having been there. Well Absolutely, good practice. Uh, no, I, I mean, look, I'll take a different angle to this, which is: does the custom, does the the pharmacy even know that they've got this customer problem? And so, while yes, Kyle's experiencing that front end side of this issue, guess what? In today's world, you have what's called conversation intelligence. Um, which is basically all of these interactions with customers, digital or voice, can be mined and understood, right? Using um, using AI, using automation to, to now go through all of these interactions, phone calls, IVR presses, you know, SMS, digital. And this is where a lot of companies, they don't even know, they don't even know probably this is an issue, right? Guess what? Kyle's not going to take more time out of his day to tell them what's wrong with them because that's their job. They need to fix their problems, right? They actually have at their fingertips the way to use AI and automation on the back end of saying, what's happening with all these calls? They would be able to quickly pick up through and analyzing this through a lot of technology that exists. How many calls are out there? How many of these call conversations are happening, right? What is happening? How can we fix this? Where's the problem at? Uh, we had a recent customer that did an analysis like this and uncovered that there were some, the contact center was being bombarded with real challenges around shipping and RMA things. Nothing actually to do with the contact center, but it, it highlighted problems throughout the workflow, throughout the organization that they needed to focus on. And so how many of these things with Kyle, like you said, could just be automated and happy? They don't probably know that exists. So use the use AI and automation to know what are the problems? What are the breakdown? Where are your customers getting friction? Where, And, and a lot of companies don't even start there. And honestly, that's a good place to start because now you know you can quantify how many of these are happening. What other scenarios that are similar to Kyle's but a different workflow are happening and how much is that costing the business? Is Kyle's situation the most prevalent problem? Okay, if so, let's solve that. Maybe that's the third one. Let's solve the first one, which is three times more impactful. Not that mm -hmm. Kyle's not important, we love Kyle. But maybe there's 
three times the amount of interactions. That's costing three times the amount of money. That could be even that's even lower hanging fruit. So that's where I think looking at it less from the it impacts the customer side, but look on the back end side of what is the data telling us? Where yeah. should we put our time and resources? Yeah, that that makes I mean that makes a lot of sense, right? And you bring up a good point because right now you know a lot of organizations out there are you know maybe aware of these problems or maybe aware that they could be doing better, but they don't know where to start, right? You get analysis paralysis or uh, you know the the millennial or, or Gen Z term for that is infinite browsing mode when you're on Netflix and just looking at shows, looking at shows. Looking I, I at didn't shows. know that term, so I'm going to yeah. use that. <laughs> infinite browsing mode and then you're, you know, an hour's gone by and you're like, I haven't even watched anything. I could have watched the whole show by now. What the heck? Yep. Um, but it, it happens in business, right? When they're looking at all, when they're looking at, man, there's so many things we probably need to fix. And you just don't know where to start. It sounds like that, you know, conversation uh, intelligence and analytics, Mike, would give you know this company in general, but you know, really all companies that data to say, hey, look, this is you know your biggest issue uh, by you know uh, dollar amount. Start here, and then let's you know maybe go find some other things that you know can ultimately help. Yeah, and the, the cool like thing to... about it, right, is these things all play. It really, really quick, Kyle. The cool thing about that cool. what you just said there, Austin is. These things feed together. So then once you've got analytics and you start putting in a better system on the front end, automation, self-service, maybe maybe there's use cases where Kyle still does need to like text or whatever, but yeah. now you're getting data back on how are those going. Is Kyle happy? Is Kyle bouncing out of those interactions still having to talk to somebody? And if not, where can we do a better job containing that or better offering up self-service? So now you've got this kind of feedback loop that you're iterating on to drive those customer experiences better and better and better. You don't just like, it's, I'll steal this from Kyle. It's not the Ron Popeil set it and forget it, right? Like you iterate on these things, Yeah. Right? You can make it better over and over and over. And so, and if I can fit in a Ron Popeil reference every time, that would be, that would be like my life goal. So. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Very cool. Really quick. I wanted to add in, and you're right. The Ron Popeil said and forget it reference. We will always welcome that on any manifestation of the inflow experience podcast. With that, I wanted to add in the agent's point of view really quick because there might be companies that say, well, our agents should be telling us that. And I, I agree. Being in that agent seat, you might get this call five, six, maybe even 10 times a day. However, at the end of the day, after you've taken 40, 50 calls, you're only remembering the last two or three and you're just living call to call to call. So having that AI angle, Mike, that you talked about, that is so, to mine that data and be able to extract those analytics, that's brilliant and it takes it out of the agent's hands. They can just focus on what they do best. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, good point. I mean, and to your point too, right, the, the agent experience is important. If I'm an agent and I'm dealing with Kyle once a month, I'm either trying to not go in that queue around the time when he calls or, you know, quit my job because I'm tired of Kyle yelling at me or whatever. No, I'm just kidding. But um, there is that element of it too, right, where sure, the agents could tell you that, but it's human, hum, human versus data, right? Which one do you really want to make uh, business decisions off of? I'll pick data every time. Yep. Awesome. Well, hey. Good. I think we next next week. You know, this customer, if they listen in, they'll uh, they'll be able to throw a touchdown instead of an interception, possibly. So, uh, good one. I'll work on I'll work on my puns. I promise, audience, as we as we go through these. But 
Kyle, thank you so much for coming on and, and talking about your experience here. Thanks for letting Mike and I educate us about infinite browsing mode. We, we have learned something new once again <laughs> by being in the greatness of your presence, Austin. Didn't know the term, but definitely have done it before. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the time. All right. See ya. Take care.